With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Turn up the volume. We're crossing live to the sports desk. What's fresh? What's making waves? Let's find out. Rightio, yes, uh, courtesy of uh, Polaris. And uh, let's not forget, uh, they have some wonderful field day specials uh, on now. You can, for instance, get up to $2,500 free accessories. That's a lot of accessories on uh, the Polaris Rangers. That's just one of the many uh, leading into the field days, of course. Uh, Mystery Creek, uh, I think on about the 14th, uh, is the first day uh, at Mystery Creek up there in the Waikato uh, right, uh, let's get across to uh, to Louis and uh, just noticing on the way there, Louis, that um, French uh, Open tennis results. We talked, of course, uh, about that yesterday. Uh, Zarev got through overnight, uh, six four six two six one over Molcan. Uh, Rune, Rune, who was a name mentioned as a real possibility to keep an eye on, he won through on a walkover, so plenty of energy left in the tank. Uh, Rindenek was beaten by Taylor Fritz, of course, who's uh, an American. He's the ninth seed. He goes through. Uh, Tommy Paulo was a name mentioned uh, yesterday, and he's gone, beaten by uh, Jerry uh, in four sets. Uh, so uh, a poor result for him. Francis TFO got through in four sets. So uh, by and large, not too bad. Uh, Kokonakis is uh, due on court this evening. Rublev, the seventh seed, is on court this evening. And on the women's side of things, uh, Andreescu, and we know Andreescu is going to team up with our very own Michael Venus to play in the mixed doubles. She's in good form. Uh, she's through to uh, the third round. Uh, also through Coco Goff, the uh, number six seed at 6-2-6-3, straight sets winner there. Ange Jabeur, uh, very, very accomplished player. Seventh seed for this tournament, which I thought might have been a bit low for her, but she got through in straight sets uh, through to the third round, 6-2-6-3. Six, six, um, and, um, uh, of course, uh, Inga Schwiantek, uh, I think we had it come through yesterday. 6-4, six, 6-love. Over the American Lou, so uh, she's through, and it's going to take something very, very special to stop her, Louis. That's uh, the updates from um, from last night in terms of the French Open tennis. Yeah, very good. Sneak the in in there, Schwantek, uh, Smithy. Mm. And name you didn't read is Emma Raducanu, one-time U.S. Open champion. She's only twenty, but I'm worried. I'm deeply concerned about. Emma Raducanu, and I will not even think about writing her off, a 20-year-old who's had injury problems, but she is free-falling consistently since she was invited to the Met Gala, and I don't think it's the Met Gala's fault. She won the US Open. It was a phenomenon at the time. She took over New York, and she'll never forget that, but, man, this is concerning. She's had multiple operations on her ankles and and, uh, wrists. That's why she's not playing in the... Well, for the rest of the year, really. She's got a long way to come back from injury. So young. I'm very concerned about her health. And also very concerned about the fact that she's split with her coach, Sebastian Sash, her fifth coach in less than two years. Five and under two. Her previous coach, Dmitry Tursunov, warned of red flags. Mm. And she's not playing. 
she hasn't consistently played in a long time since she won that US Open. Her body's failed her, and for whatever reason, she is finding it hard to get on with a certain level of coach. And it kind of, you know, puts the writing on the wall that maybe her, her, her major was a bolt from the blue. Again, I'd never write her off, but I just worry with uh, a young lady who's battled so many injuries. Kind of half reminiscent of that period Lydia Ko went through, except Lydia Ko had a sustained period of excellence before she fell out of form and went through all those coaches. And then obviously Sean Foley um, came out of the woodwork and, and they went back to domination. And now Lydia Ko, coincidentally, is tied for fifth, three under at the Liberty National Golf Course in the Mizuho Americas Open. So um, there's a couple of updates on, well, a couple of very young uh, young women who dominated at an early stage. Well, also, I watched the progress, too, of uh, Leila Fernandez. Now, she was beaten in the uh, second round, Leila Fernandez. Um, to, didn't make it very far. It, it actually makes a lie of that uh, US Open final uh, between mm-hmm. the two of them, Leila Fernandez and uh, Emma Raducanu, because at that point, everyone said, wow, look out for these two stars. This is going to be something phenomenal on the tennis front, too. Really marketable young girls. And uh, what's happened? What has actually happened? Uh, since that day, very little in their careers in terms of success. So maybe too much too soon, and they've just not been able to handle it. But I, I, I would imagine that most of them are very, very disappointed, as will Ryan Fox be with a, a five-over overnight um, in the first round of the latest uh, tournament that uh, he's playing. It's the Memorial. It's a very um, time-honoured uh, tournament, this one, the Memorial. It's led by uh, Davis Riley with five-under, uh, Matt Wallace from England, four-under, uh, Ekrot, uh, three under, had one from Canada, three under, and Hubbard with three under as well on that number. Also, Jordan Spieth, um, Adam Scott at two under. Uh, it's a very, very strong field. Ricky Fowler is uh, at even. And uh, yes, uh, Ryan Fox uh, last night shooting uh, potentially his, uh, I think, his worst round since he's been over there applying his trade. Uh, he had uh, five bogeys and a double bogey and two birdies, so uh, not a pretty showing from Orion Fox in this tournament. No, it's not good. He'll bounce back, though. He's a seasoned vet now. He's he's um, he's flatline enough to be able to get back to some sort of form. I'm, I'm absolutely confident in that. Hey, just one... I want to just go back quickly while we still have a minute or so on the sports desk left. The Eddie Jones story. We got a good text from JJ that came through. Serves Hamish McLennan right. Eddie is Eddie and is known to be a rogue agent. Hamish has been spinning attacks against the NRL when he should have been looking at his own backyard. Well, been trying to get a little bit of publicity. For all we know, this could be another spin by Eddie and Hamish to keep them in the headlines. Who would trust an Australian? JJ. Firstly, very good point, JJ. Secondly, I think this is not anything to do with Hamish McLennan, and I think he will be absolutely gutted by this because the underrated component of it, Smithy, is he's gone and done this. He's gone and said this, that he's leaving after the World Cup. In a podcast with the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast hosted by Lawrence Delalio. Now, of all the places, back to England, where he's very controversial, Australia were na-na-na-na-na-ing over the fact they'd prized him away. And he's gone back and done this. He's a head case. He's so hard to predict what he's going to do. Seriously. Uh, that is odd. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if he's announced that without telling Australian rugby, I mean, he's a be in my office first thing Monday morning sort of category, I would imagine. There there's, must be areas of his contract where news of that kind of calibre uh, has to be <laughs> sort of done. We're talking about the biggest job in Australian rugby here. 
uh, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, the one that they, they got rid of Dave Rennie for. Uh, he hasn't even, he's had the team in a couple of camps. I would imagine he, because of Super Rugby, he hasn't had his full squad available to him to even put together um, or even think about um, a starting 15 at this point. Uh, and all of a sudden he said, um, I'm not going to be here anyway, so what the hell? So he's effectively going to coach the Wallabies for 10 games, 10 or 11 games. Uh, I, I can't believe there's too much teeth to this, actually. I, I, I'm sort of expecting later in the day there'll be some sort of denial about this. I, I, I am. Uh, whether they'll force his hand and make him deny it or whether he'll just say that it was, um, it was a slip of the tongue which wasn't really meant in that direction, I don't know. But um, that is very, very odd news. Odd, odd news indeed.